Your Steve Jones Show podcast is loading now. The Steve Jones Show podcast is sponsored by Sunbury Motors, North 4th Street in Sunbury, and Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. Sports talk where your voice counts. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motor Studio, here's Steve Jones. Good afternoon, everybody. It is the Steve Jones Show. Macatrillo back here with you in the producer chair. And Steve will soon be there from the Sunbury Motors studio. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Ford, Lincoln, or Ford, Kia, Hyundai, I should say. Pre-owned inventory as well. Great service department, excellent sales staff. And that's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, routes 11 and 15 in Hummel's Wharf. And online at sunburymotors.com. Getting into it today as we turn the page now to Iowa. Getting into that in a sec, but it's been a very wild, or I should say a busy day in the NFL. First, a couple of surprises Stephon Gilmore looked like he was just going to be flat-out released by the Patriots today, but the Panthers swooped in at the last minute and got him in a trade for a 2023 sixth-round pick. Terrific trade for Carolina as they continue to build that defense, and we'll see if he plays against the Eagles on Sunday, Eagles in Carolina this week. So I'll have to keep an eye on that, but that was a, that's a huge get for Carolina, especially in that division trying to compete with Uh, with Tampa Bay and maybe even New Orleans to some degree. That's huge for them. Carolina's forming into a good team and definitely have proven me wrong. I know I've said before that I wasn't quite sure. I wasn't quite buying them after their 3-0 start, even though they lost to Dallas on Sunday. I I like this team now. I'm starting to like this team now. I don't know if this is going to be a good one for the Eagles once again on Sunday. And also, Justin Fields is now the permanent starting quarterback for the Chicago Bears. Surprise, surprise. And But the other surprise, of course, was Jalen Smith released by Dallas today. And I think the Eagles should, and I expect them to kick the tires on that. Obviously, linebacker, once again, is still lacking on this team. And it's worth a shot. I know he's come with the torn ACL. He played majority of the steps, what was it, uh, last year or two years ago, but hasn't really done a whole lot this year because, of course, the Cowboys drafted Micah Parsons, and he's been getting a majority of the reps to start and likely going to stay that way based on how he's played so far. Again, no surprise there. So this is is not a bad idea for the Eagles to at least kick the tires on and, and bring him in. I wouldn't anticipate money being an issue, considering where he is now. So, yeah, I, I I definitely would bring him in. Anybody in that linebacking core is replaceable. 
So we'll see what happens there. The Steelers, I think, could be a potential spot for Jalen Smith as well. And I thought both Pennsylvania teams would go after Stephon Gilmore. But obviously Carolina was aggressive and swooped in and got him right as New England was about to release him. Of course, we'll get into the Yankees game too. It was an, I thought that was an absolute disgrace by them last night between Phil Nevin sending Aaron Judge home and everything else. But yeah, so we'll just, we'll just leave it at that. You will, huh? Yeah. I see. Uh, a few things about last night. Number one, I think you, uh, for anybody who's listened to the show for any period of time, I've always been a big believer in who performs when the money's on the table. Always have been. To me, that's a difference maker. The pressure's ratcheted up, and who comes through? There was only one guy in the game last night that has two World Series rings. And not only that, started on both those World Series teams. Who is it? That was Andrew Bogarts. Yeah, Bogarts, I was about to say, yeah. I mean, people forget he was the starting third baseman on the 2013 Red Sox World Series team and played really well. He was the starting shortstop on the 2018 team. So last night, you know, I'm mean, down the stretch. I mean, the at Baltimore, and Washington, he really did not play well. He gave me he was in a slump. But again, you start over again in the postseason. You're zero for zero. He homers, and then Kike Hernandez backs up the play in the outfield, gets it to Bogarts, and who makes the throw to the plate? Bogarts. That's the kind of game, for example, in the postseason that you would see out of Derek Jeter. Jeter would make a, a play in the field. Jeter would get a clutch hit at the plate. Well, that's how Bogarts played last night. I'll give you I'll give you a guy that's coming up uh, in a couple of days that is just terrific when the money's on the table. That's Brandon Crawford of the Giants. Now, is Brandon Crawford going to the Hall of Fame? No. But he's really good when the money's on the table. Clutch hits, plays in the field, heck of a player. And I'm a big believer in that. Um, And he came up, Schwarber. Schwarber has always come up big in the postseason. And look, it doesn't mean every at-bat you're homering. Dave Ruth struck out in the World Series, Okay. But in general, in general, there are just certain individuals that come up big in the postseason. Andy Pettit was like that. I think you'd agree with that. Andy Pettit was absolutely tremendous in the postseason. He was a good regular season pitcher, but better in the postseason. Just what John Lester? Okay, John Lester in the postseason. Like here, take the ball, close the thing out. Right? I'd rather have him closing out the in his prime. I'd rather have him, him closing out than Clayton Kershaw. I mean, Lester's just been that good. 
the Yankees were number two in the in all of Major League Baseball behind the Kansas City Royals in players thrown out at home plate, 22. And, of course, Judge gets thrown out. Judge, to me, if I had to pick a player, if I had to pick a player I need to start my franchise around, it would not be Shohei Otani, it would not be Mike Trout, it wouldn't be Guerrero, I'd pick Aaron Judge. I know he gets banged up, but, boy, Judge plays hard. Judge has a great glove, fabulous bat, and speed on the bases. On that one, he had to be held up. A-Rod, though, made saying, he said, then they'd have second and third, which is going to bring me to the point about Giancarlo Stanton. Giancarlo Stanton last night, if you look at the box score, had three hits, home run, two singles. Okay. If you watch the game, oh, my God, he hit the ball hard. Wow. I mean, he tattooed that ball the ball last night and then watch him run yeah especially off the Uh, first uh, one uh, well second one too okay second one too right I've watched I've been at Fenway what 50 to 75 times somewhere in that neighborhood in my lifetime I've watched how many games on TV I can tell 90% of the time. And my kids get like a kick out of it. Like, you know, like the ball will be hit. And I'll go, that's off the wall. That's over the wall. That's what yeah. they'll say. How do you know? I can just tell. When Stan hit the first one, they knew it was off the wall. I'm like, what's Matt Fatscursion saying? What do you mean? That, that ball's going to be off the wall. Right? Just one of those things, just from watching it so many times, I nine out of ten, I can tell. And he's jogging to first. What are you doing? On the judge play at the plate, watch the wide shot. What's he doing on the wide shot? Because I looked over. I wanted to see where the heck Stanton was. Stanton was barely to first base when judge was rounding third. What are you doing? This is October. This is it May. It's got to be a sprint out of the box, assuming nothing. If you're going to come to play as talented as he is, if you're going to jog it out, I don't want you. You've got to understand the stakes. And Stanton, you're going to look at the box score and go, wow, he went three for four. He had two singles. He had, you know, and he had two singles. The second one is not a double. He only went to second on the throw of the plate. That's why it's a single. And he has this perplexed look on his face. Like, what's the perplexed look? Yeah, I got a perplexed look, too. Why weren't you sprinting? If he'd sprinted, they may have changed their mind and not thrown home and gone to second. And Judge would have scored. But they didn't have to worry about that. They had one play, and they made the one play, and they were perfect on it because the guy on the backside of it just lollygagged his way around the bases. Really? This is how seriously you're taking the winner-take-all game? 
Again, bat, tremendous. Effort, no. Disgraceful. I mean, really. It's not May, Giancarlo. That's how I look at it. That's how I look at it. I mean, again, did he pound the ball? Oh, my goodness. He was so dangerous at the plate last night. It was unbelievable. It was like, oh. But surprised they didn't pitch around him a little bit because Gallo is just, he's exactly what I said when they picked him up. I, I, when they picked him up from Texas, I said, whoop de doo So what? Matt's like, hey, we got the guy. No, I wasn't totally jumping up and down about that either. I'm, I was more, I was happier about Rizzo than Gallo, to be honest. Oh, Rizzo, Rizzo's a big time player. Rizzo's a big time player. Yeah, I can care less if they bring Gallo back next year. But you knew a game like that last night, right? And again, money's on the table. Who's the guy with the two World Series ranks? He was the best, you know, except for Evaldi, he was the best player on the field last night. Oh, and by the way, Evaldi had a lower postseason ERA than Cole and lowered it last night. Evaldi was great last night. I mean, he wasn't good. He was great last night. And again, there are certain things that in baseball, like in any sport, sometimes the game is so simple. You know, we spend all this time on talk shows complicating everything all the time. And everybody knows I take a rather simple approach to everything because I think the game is simple. Same thing with football. It's not that complicated. Now, some of the plays may be complicated, okay, but the concept of the whole thing is not. Basketball is the same way. Baseball, same thing, simple. Okay? Vivaldi, and what I really liked about this going into the matchup, I think I don't know if I mentioned it the other day or not. Of all these guys, throw strikes. The Yankees last night had no walks, zero. The Red Sox had seven. Of the seven, four scored. It's a simple game. It's a simple game. And the Red Sox have now won eight of their last nine playoff games against the Yankees. It hasn't been a good decade and a half for Matt. On the baseball side of things, yeah, not really. Well, they're going what? They went 15 years. No, actually, how long did they go? 15 years between World Series appearances uh, from 81 to 96. Yep. Uh, Right now, they're 12 years. Twelve years. There's one area, though, I will agree with A-Rod last night. He said, I don't think the Yankees and the Red Sox can be built like Tampa Bay. And I've said that before on the show. I don't think they can. I think Tampa Bay is the only one that can really do Tampa Bay. Maybe the Pirates can. But, I mean, if I'm the Yankees, I'm trying to I'm trying to spend money to keep Rizzo. Wouldn't you? I'd keep Rizzo. Oh, they, the... He must be number one priority. Because Voight can't stay healthy, and neither can LeMayhew now. So, 
They must well, must even, bring back Rizzo next year. It's it's even more than that. Rizzo is a clutch bat, the whole deal. But as a defensive first baseman, he is just marvelous, marvelous. All right, we're going to take a break. We got Nate Bauer today. Tomorrow we have on the show um, our high school football roundtable plus Ben Jones and the King tomorrow. We have to have the King on tomorrow. Right. Oh yes, we do. Oh, yeah. So we'll do that. Uh, Dave and Jameson sent me a uh, sent me an email. I'm going to read it to you in the next half hour. Great to have you with us today as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. When it comes to car buying, there's the other guy's way, and then there's the SMC way. The other guys force you into a vehicle you really don't want. The Subway Motors way lets you take the time you need to browse, ask questions, and take the test drive and think on it. For over 100 years, the Merth family and all their employees have made your experience the most pleasant one you'll ever have. The other guys won't offer you the best price for your trade, no matter how much they say they will. The SMC way is their promise to provide you with the most money the market shows your vehicle's worth. The SMC way is to offer you all applicable factory rebates on new vehicles and generous discounts. Looking for a pre-owned vehicle? The SMC Way checks each vehicle in a 200-mile radius to determine the lowest price, then beat it. It's the lowest price promise, just part of the SMC Way. The choice is up to you. The other guy's way or the SMC Way. The SMC Way wins every time. Sunbury Motors Company in the North 4th Street Auto Plaza, Sunbury, and at sunburymotors.com. Selling more cars and satisfying more customers for over 100 years. Great to have you with us on the show today. Guess uh, Matt and the gang are going to be out of what Buffalo Wild Wings on Saturday, huh? Yep, Saturday tailgate party. So we're looking forward to that. We're going to start at two thirty, and it's it's an invite only event, and we're going to stay through the game. So looking forward to it. Yeah, sounds like it's a lot of fun. Very very good. I'll be unable to attend. I'll be out of town. I figured you would be. <laughs> You'll be a little busy that day. Out of town on business. So we get in the suit tomorrow? I'll ask, but I doubt it. <laughs> I think it's getting to be personal. I just roll up what I'm giving. <laughs> Funny, that's what Dave Ritchie says on Friday nights. <laughs> <laughs> I actually have Jersey Shore for my game this week on TV, but they'll be coming here to play Belton. Okay. There you go. <laughs> they love you. Taking your calls at 800-795-9565. This is the Steve Jones Show on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Now from the Sunbury Motors Studio, here's Steve Jones. Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors Kia, Routes 11 and 15, almost worth and online at sunburymotors.com. Ford Kia Hyundai. Great new inventory, best in pre-owned inventory with the Sunbury Motors guarantee. It's all at Sunbury Motors, 4th Street in Sunbury. Sunbury Motors, Keywords 11 and 15, Hummel's Wharf, and online 
at sunburyvoters.com. All right. Uh, I got Dave's email I'm going to read to you in a second, but I do want to make a quick point about Urban Meyer. Let's just get to some of the some of the basics here with him. He's a dope. But let's start with what's the first thing in this whole scenario that led to the dominoes that he did wrong? Well, he didn't get away from a potentially uncomfortable or sticky situation. No. And the that's fact the that and the fact that he didn't go home with his team after a tough loss. That's the biggest one. He didn't go home with his team. Okay. Now you want to go back and you got time? Take a commercial flight, go back. Okay? But you just lost the game. You go back with your team. You want to lose your locker room. Right? You're not losing your locker room over you being at some restaurant and some woman dancing on you, okay? You lose your locker room because you're looking around, you're 0-4, and you're talking about your culture and all this other, you know, all this other dribble that comes out of his mouth about this stuff, okay? What? Okay? And what do you do? Oh, I need to decompress. I'm not going to go back with you people. Really? The assistant coaches all went back. The assistant coaches probably all went back to work. That's why I feel awful for Tyler Bone. Because obviously you're talking about somebody I know. But he doesn't go back with them. You want to lose your locker room? Okay. It's not what happened at the restaurant. It's what you didn't blew them and right. Oh, we're all together. We're all one. We're all one. No, no, no. I'm going to stay. I, you know, I got some personal stuff to take care of. No, no, no. You fly back with the team. You got personal stuff to take care of. Then boom, get a commercial flight, go back. That's the first thing he did wrong. And that's how you're losing your locker room. You lose. I mean. These guys do not care how many games or national championships you won in college. They do not care about that. This is the pros. They want to know whether you can coach in the pros and you can coach this team. That's all pros care about. They don't sit there and go, oh, goody gumbo, I just got drafted by, by, um, I just got drafted by, uh, you know, whomever. Right? Can you take over for a second here, Matt? I can. But I agree, Steve. That is definitely the biggest issue with Urban Meyer. Is there is the and that's why as you lose you lose the locker room when you pull something like that. Listen, they had a fourteen nothing lead in that game. And obviously lost in the last second field goal, and you go back, and, that, and that's Weasley. He's a weasel. I've said that before when it comes to Urban Meyer. But now, Michael Silver from the NFL Network was on with Dan Patrick earlier here on WKOK, and he had some very, 
I would say, damning things to report of what else has been happening lately, including that after he apologized to the team for the incident, he left the room and then heard them laughing unlike a quote-unquote WTF moment. Those are the exact words, end quote. <laughs> I mean, that's as bad as it gets. I don't care if you're a coach coming from college, if you've been in a coach, you've been in the NFL for such time. Once you have your locker room laughing at you after something that you did stupid in the public light and now you make the team look bad and they're laughing at you after you leave the room behind your back, you got problems, man. And of course, I'm just stating the obvious. And if I'm the Jaguars, if I'm Shad Khan, I better be, I am true to my word, is that he's got a lot to do to earn the respect and uh, his and understanding back from the team and trust back from the team. And I wouldn't be so shocked if they move on from Urban Meyer in season, if, it, if they continue to lose games and they don't get a W within the next couple of weeks. And if I'm the Jaguars, I would move on from him. But this is the Jaguars we're talking about here. And I wouldn't be surprised if they are not trying to win from a organizational standpoint because let's face it this team still has a long way to go even though they have Trevor Lawrence and supposedly we're going to try to win with Urban Meyer which I knew that was a mistake from the get-go and now you may have to move on from and I think you should but I don't know if he will until it may wait till the end of the season so it doesn't look quite as a mess as it is now and I'm sure he doesn't want to embarrass Urban I apologize you had to we were we were um, doing travel plans. Got to do what you got to do. But I was just I was just mentioning that if I'm the ja- if I'm the Jaguars now, I don't think they're going to do this. But I wouldn't necessarily be shocked if they do this either. Steve with Urban is if they let him go midseason. But I think the Jaguars have a bigger plan here to try and stay within the top two draft picks. And I could I can very much see a scenario instead where they go their separate ways after the season. Maybe. Yeah, I, mean, I think I think that's I think that's the most he that's the longest he lasts with this team. Bottom line. Look, the the bottom line is you start with the basic. You talk team, 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 culture, team, team, culture. Blah 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 blah. And okay, this is a, this is an organization that's lost 19 consecutive games and four since they started this season. And you're the leader. Right? You're you're supposed to be the leader, right? You're the leader of the culture. Well, I noticed that players went like, hey, you know what, I think it's, we got a couple days off. I'm going to stay here in Cincinnati here for a while, whatever. No, 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 no. You go back to Jacksonville. You do, you know, you go back with your team. Then you can do whatever you want after that. That's how I view it. I mean, I've been on enough of these things where in my lifetime, you know, I'll go I'll go back to something that's very different, very different. So I'll give you another, uh, I'll give you a good example here with Joe. When Adam Talaferro got hurt, Joe grappled, I mean really grappled, 
of what do I do here? Do I go do I go to the hospital with Adam or do I uh, go back with the team? He decided to go back with the team and immediately, as soon as the plane landed and the players got on the buses, he was on a plane going back to Columbus. That's what leaders do, okay? And that was in a really difficult, difficult situation. Not laissez-faire like this was. You lost. Get on the plane. Randy Etzel. People in Connecticut, You how, how often have you heard Kevin talk about Randy Etzel? Yeah. Another good example. They, they played in the Fiesta Bowl, okay? Randy Etzel did not come back on the plane when the game's over. He went and took the Maryland job. Really? That's what we're doing here? So, I mean, yeah. Now, the other stuff, bad. But it all starts with the decisions you're making. Oh, and you've been trying to drive culture into the Jacksonville Jaguars. And the first chance that you had to show that, you know, hey, look, culture means everything. You guys mean everything to me. I'm staying. You're going. Okay. Right. Very enjoyable. And guess what? Now players are laughing at him behind his back. Yeah. Well, and he knows it. But, but, but he deserves it. Yep. He didn't act like he didn't act like a leader or like an adult. All right, Dave from Jameson. Uh, given the latest performances by Clifford and Dotson, how would you rate these quarterback receiver combinations? Rate them one, two, three. I know there's no right answer yet. It's just for fun, Steve. Right, Matt? <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Dave. You got it. For me, I look at these, and I think of the phrase Joe Paterno used to say a lot, how do they perform in the clutch? Clifford Dotson, Collins Ingram, Blackledge Jackson, or Garrity. Is there a quarterback-wide receiver combo I'm missing that belongs in the list? Maybe if you've seen a Fitzky. Perhaps Clifford and Dotson will show us who's first in the coming weeks and months. A story for your listeners that they might like. I'm an RPI football parent, Division Three, Troy, New York. This past weekend, I'm watching their game from a nearby hillside. Parents are banned from entering the RPI football stadium. That's a whole other story. And I'm wearing my Penn State gear because my priorities are clear. Anyway, another dad comes up to me and introduces himself, a Penn State alum. Then a mom, PSU family, and her son, still in high school, who wants to go to Penn State, sight unseen. Then another dad comes up to me. It's Gary Peter Kusky who played at Penn State in the late 70s. He was a safety. He wore number 42, by the way. And his son is the backup quarterback at RPI. He's originally from Bucks County near me and Jameson. I think he played in the Shemini High School where James Franklin later played, correct? Yes. What are the odds? It's another example of the fact that anywhere you go on the planet, we are. Gary Peter Kusky is now living in on Cape Cod in Centerville, Massachusetts. Uh, his daughter took my broadcasting class, so I'm very acquainted with the Peter Kusky family. Great people. Gary's an awesome guy. Hey, get John Ursh on the show soon so he can explain the college football playoff process before they start their deliberations next month. Always like to hear from him. He's very thoughtful and is a great representative for Penn State. 
How do I rate these combinations? Jeez. <laughs> well, Collins and Engram certainly did it in the clutch because, of, you know, you think of the Michigan game in Ann Arbor and the touchdown pass that carried through to Bobby. You think about the Illinois drive and the catches Bobby made on the Illinois drive. Blackledge to Jackson, you think about the plays they made in the pit game, and there was also a fourth down play that Jackson made. Everybody talks about the McCluskey play. But there was a play where Todd threw the ball to Kenny Jackson on a fourth down where he got a horrible spot. He was about a yard beyond the mark at about the 21-yard line. They marked it back near the 22, and they got the first down by inches. This was before the catch by McCluskey. And, of course, remember the pit game and everything did in the pit game. Clutch pass, of course, black ledge to Garrity. Hussein and Fitzke were a great combo. Clifford and Dotson have done well to this point, but they still have more in the body of work. You probably think more about it, really, when Clifford and Dotson are done as to how it plays out the next few weeks. See, Matt likes to have fun. <laughs> well, that's an intriguing question. Yeah, it's not an easy one to answer because no. there's just so, so many different... I mean, like he said, there's no right answer to it. There's no right answer to it. That's a fun thing to talk about. Let's see where we were in here. Bum, 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 uh. Let's see. Depart for stadium. Hmm. What about that? We're not that far from the stadium, by the way. Which is unusual. Usually we stay in Cedar Rapids. This time we're in uh, in Coralville. There you go. It's not bad setup. Oh, I've done this before. I'm the only person in this group who stayed in the hotel before. I've stayed in this hotel 10 times, maybe 15. And it's a good spot? Oh, great spot. There you go. In fact, the night of the Iowa caucuses in 2016, we stayed there. They have a little library set up in the hotel. CNN had the spot in the in the, in the uh in the library setup. Oh, that must have been interesting. Oh, so Dick and I go down to the Dick and I go down to the bar, and we're sitting at a table, and we look over. Here's a guy with his hands, he was covering his face, and he looks up. It's Jeb Bush. How about that? Right. We're like, yeah, great night for him. <laughs> um, yeah. And uh, so the players, this is, the, this is a basketball trip. The players come down the hallway when we're done, and they're all excited. says, man, you won't believe who's in the hotel. And Dick says, yeah, Jeb Bush is here. They go, who? Like, no, no, the guys from Duck Dynasty are here. <laughs> Get the lingerie on the deck. Call the janitor. It's a true story. 
<laughs> Look, they're 18 to 21 years old to them. Duck Dynasty is a huge deal. I, mean, a, I just thought it was the funniest. That yeah. is epic. <laughs> you, sir, are my hero. So that's the that's the greatest memory I have of this hotel. All right, we'll take a break. We'll come back with more in a moment as we continue on News Radio 1070 WKOK. Oh, we have a million stories like that. <laughs> that is easily one of my favorite ones you've told, though. Yeah, I'm surprised I haven't told it because it Dick and I thought it was a riot. We're like, they had no clue. Duck <laughs> Dynasty's here. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> Jeb Bush, Duck Dynasty. Jeb yeah. Bush, Duck Dynasty. <laughs> All right. Oh, brother. It was. You know, the CNN guys are hanging around and whatever. And, you know, in fact, they had more people looking at them through the glass of the of the library than they actually had viewers. All right, so good. Get the lingerie <laughs> on the deck. Call the janitor. <laughs> oh, boy. All right. Got Nate Bauer next half hour. And, uh, We'll hear, get his viewpoint of where Penn State is at this stage. And we have our high school roundtable tomorrow. King tomorrow. Theo Epstein, by the way, has announced he's not joining the Mets front office. Amazing. Oh, my almighty! No, I, I think there are certain organizations that can be a mess. <clears throat> So, who knows? But you want to have your, uh, okay, let's start with this. Do you want Aaron Boone back? Um, let's, let's just say I won't be disappointed and outraged if he's, if he's let, if he's not brought back. Okay. I don't think he was the number one problem. No, he is not. Um, I think I would put this more on Cashman than Boone. But I also don't think he's a great manager either. And I think the Yankees can do better if someone's out there. Can you let Aaron Judge go as a free agent? Absolutely not. (laughs) Him and Rizzo. And the one coach I'm definitely not bringing back is Phil Nevin. He speaks highly of you. <laughs> if I'm tr- if I'm going if I'm going to third base, I'm stopping no matter what. I don't trust him. Twenty-two guys thrown out at home plate this year, second most in the majors.